Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. This is The Great America Show, and welcome. Great to have you with us. The Israel-Hamas war started one week ago, when Hamas terrorists crossed over what most Israelis thought was a secure border into Israel. Hamas launching thousands of rockets into Israel, and the Israeli war government declared it means to kill every single Hamas member in Gaza. And they've gone about achieving that goal with determination, dropping 6,000 bombs on Gaza already. Almost a thousand bombs a day, and those bombs having effect. Killing Hamas terrorists in untold numbers, reducing much, if not most, of Gaza to rubble. And the Israeli ground war hasn't yet even begun. Their armored units not yet rolling into Gaza, as surely they will. And polling shows that Americans support the Israelis. Their vow to eliminate Hamas in Gaza, three to one. Americans support Israel in that objective, according to the latest Rasmussen poll. The Biden administration is remarkably quiet these days. They've declared their commitment to Israel. That meant a carrier strike force was moved into position in the eastern Mediterranean. More U.S. warships on the way and huge supplies of U.S. munitions pouring into Israel. While Hamas supporters cry out with calls from the United Nations so-called humanitarian groups from global Marxist groups for Israel not to retaliate further against Hamas. Those calls, in my opinion, pitiful and repulsive in their hypocrisy and duplicity. This war, it seems to me, will end only when Israel decides, and no sooner, as it should be. In the midst of the Hamas atrocities, this war they wanted with Israel, Washington seems completely united in support of Israel. 
But the swamp itself is in turmoil as they watch the House Republicans searching for a new speaker. The Marxist Dems in the deep state seem confused, unsure of which way to turn. And as of today, they're contemplating what it would mean to all of the desperate swamp creatures to have a speaker of the House who isn't a Marxist Dem, who isn't a tool of the left or K Street, not a rhino, but instead a real Republican who will lead the conference with integrity and advocate and advance the America First agenda of the Republican Party and its 2024 presidential nominee. As of this moment, it appears Jim Jordan is the likely winner of the speakership. Jordan, the well-regarded and respected chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, it's unclear how long it will take for the process to elect the speaker. No one knows, and I can't even guess, frankly. Days, certainly, but no one knows how many. And now, a late add to the confusion, brought to you by little-known Congressman Austin Scott. He says he now wants to be the speaker. It's unbelievable. Another establishment congressman, a rhino by any other name, and a never-Trumper to boot. And the conference better wake up to what McConnell and the boys in the Senate, the boys and girls in K Street and the Chamber are doing now. The Swamp would rather have a Marxist dim speaker than an America First Republican. It's a battle, and it's going to be determinate in how the republic fares, in my opinion, over the coming decades. Joining us now is attorney and great American Mike Davis. He heads up the Article 3 project. And Mike, let's start with what is now the week-long war between Israel and Hamas and the role of the Biden-Obama regime. Yeah, I mean, there are there are deadly consequences when Obama and Biden fund Iran, and then Iran uses that money to fund Hamas. And we just saw the worst attack on Israel by uh, Iran-backed Hamas in many, many, many years, maybe 50 years. And they mass murdered many Israeli people, including uh, kidnapping, raping, torturing, and murdering women, children, including babies and the elderly. And it's just sick. And I don't know how Biden can send money to Iran and then turn around and say that he's pro-Israel. I just I don't know how you can do that. He has Biden has created a national security crisis for Israel by funding Iran. Well, if uh, you know you if you can uh, put together six billion dollars, release it to the Iranians, and look straight ahead and say you know I had no idea that they would uh, in any way be funding terrorism. Surely they're not. Uh, the largest state sponsor of terrorism, you give them $6 billion, and this administration is so inept that they can't come to the conclusion that terrorists will do what terrorists will do. They'll use $6 billion to commit atrocities uh, and uh, attack Israel. There's This is just mindlessness on the part of the national media who puts up with this tripe uh, and uh, pretend, this pretend president uh, who has no idea in the world what he's being told to do. But only to this point, he has been following orders nicely. Thank you. And what's so sick is that the Democrat coalition has, has now brought in BLM and these other third world Marxist trash organizations that hate Israel and make no bones about it. You see BLM sending out messages after the worst terrorist attack 
and decades praising the paragliders flying into Israel to uh, to kidnap, rape, tor- rape, torture, and murder women, kids, and the elderly. I mean, that that's where we are with the Democrat Party today. They have become a coalition of misfits, including BLM, including these these terrorist sympathizers in Dearborn, Michigan, uh, at the movie theaters, uh, cheering on these terrorist attacks. What the hell have we become as a country? And why has Biden let our border become wide open where he is mass importing these fighting age men, unvetted fighting age men from these terrorist hotspots? What the hell does Biden think is going to happen in America when he imports these fighting age men from terrorist hotspots? It's amazing to watch this uh, proceed. Um, and uh, Talib and Omar, uh, in, in representatives of the, in the U.S. Congress, I can't believe that there hasn't been a censure, that there hasn't been a condemnation of their their remarks and support of Hamas. Can you? Well, I think what the next House Speaker should do when that person's elected, I think he needs to put a resolution on the House floor condemning. This terrorist attack against Israel, right, including the kidnapping, rape, torture and murder of women, kids and the elderly. And if any Democrats votes against this resolution, House Republicans should kick them out of the House of Representatives. And if any cowardly House Republican doesn't go along with with this, House Republicans should should kick out that House Republican. We cannot have these subversive terrorist sympathizers like the squad in the House of Representatives. Yeah, I'm, I'm too much a proponent of free speech, Mike, to go as far as you on that. Uh, it, voters, uh, at least ostensibly, they won majorities in their district. I think free speech prohibits me from uh, my commitment to free speech prohibits me from joining in that call. Uh, but I understand your, your passion and I understand why you would want to do so. Um, I have a bloodlust, uh, I guess, uh, just as high as anyone else uh, when it comes to what has happened to Israel and what these uh, terrorists of Hamas and uh, Iranians sponsored have done. Uh, your thoughts? Well, I, I think that your your thoughts on free speech are quaint, and that is the way we should operate in America, but that's not the way we're operating in today's America with the Marxist left. They play for keeps, and conservatives and other people on our side uh, want to play by the old rules. And the, the, these Marxist Democrats want to destroy us. They want to destroy our country. They want to destroy everything we stand for. They want to mass import these uh, these people from third world Marxist hellholes who do not share American values. Uh, they want to have them come in as unvetted fighting age men. And I think it's time for conservatives, Republicans and other people on our side to uh, to understand we're dealing with a real enemy here. And sometimes you have to fight fire with fire. There's no chance that these Marxist Democrats wouldn't do that to us if we if we, uh, you know, criticize their side. So I think that we need to fight fire with fire. I think we do, too. I don't know what to make of Republicans. I have to tell you, I'm extremely disappointed in them uh, and the pace of their investigations of Biden. The, let's remember that. And I don't have to tell you, but remind the many in the audience 
A, an impeachment inquiry is simply that. It's an inquiry, move to impeachment if you bring charges with evidence and move forward. It's not a judgment. It isn't a conclusion. Uh, and the president has every right, once impeached, to defend himself just as President Trump did. Not once, but twice. Uh, and I certainly would not mind giving uh, Mr. Biden uh, that opportunity. What do you think? I mean, I think there's no question that House Republicans need to move forward with their impeachment inquiry on President Biden. There is strong evidence that the president of the United States is compromised by tens of millions of dollars in foreign bribes and other corruption to what seems like every Biden family member, except for, of course, the five-year-old granddaughter who they finally acknowledged after five, uh, after five years of political pressure. Uh, you have evidence that Burisma bribed the Bidens and uh, Biden changed American policy. Uh, you know, $10 million from Burisma to the Bidens and Biden threatened to cut, uh, to cut off a billion dollars in U.S. aid to Ukraine if the Ukrainian president didn't fire the Ukrainian prosecutor investigating Burisma and the Bidens, right? And guess what? This foreign bribery and corruption leads to very disastrous consequences for the United States. That $10 million bribe uh, has now cost American taxpayers $100 billion and growing. That's a 10,000 times return because Putin smelled Biden's weakness and corruption. He Putin invaded Ukraine when Obama put then Vice President Biden in charge of Ukraine. Putin uh, went in and took Crimea. Four years of peace and prosperity under Trump, and then Biden's back with his corruption, with his incompetence, and so is Putin. And Putin's trying to take the rest of Ukraine. Having a compromised president of the United States has disastrous consequences for the United States. And that's why foreign bribery is one of the key reasons that you move forward with impeachment on the president of the United States. So why are these feckless Republicans doing all but nothing. We're going to take that up with Mike Davis as we continue here on The Great America Show. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back now with Mike Davis, founder of the Article 3 Project. And Mike, just before we pause there for a moment, uh, I said, let's let's figure out what's going on uh, with this uh, Republican Party. Uh, here we are. Uh, we're in October and nothing has been done in terms of moving evidence to closure in the investigation of President Biden. Why not? Well, that's a very good question. I think that uh, House Oversight Chairman James Comer 
has done a very good job of gathering. The I evidence. agree. He's I been, agree. He's been methodical. He's been dogged. Uh, he's been uh, underplaying his hand, frankly, and he is building the case. And I think it's time for House Republicans to move forward with with opening this impeachment inquiry and being serious about this in- inquiry, because you cannot have a compromised president of the United States like we have right now. I mean, it, it led to well, you say catastrophe. we you say we can't. We have had uh, now uh, for almost three years uh, and he was vice president of the United States. He lied to get the job of president. Uh, he had a lot of help in a rigged 2020 election. Uh, when you say we can't, we have uh, what what can we do now? Well, I think House Republicans, once they get this new speaker in place, what they need to do is move forward immediately with this impeachment inquiry. They need to do it aggressively, and they need to start issuing subpoenas. They need to issue subpoenas for Hunter Biden, for James Biden, for Joe Biden, for Jill Biden, every Biden family member who received the proceeds of this foreign bribery and corruption. They need to be hauled in before Congress to talk to staff investigators to get their documents. Okay, I've got the process down. I understand. But what I'm asking you is how, you know, should it be by the end of this month? Should there be impeachment uh, voted on and brought against Joe Biden? Why are we waiting? All of this, and you recited much of the evidence that is there, that is extant. It is in their face. Why in the world should it take another month, a two months? They have played this game until now. We're in the fall of 2023 and nothing has been done. Yeah, I I agree with you, Lou. I mean, that's been my problem with this House Republican majority since day one. They I think they got off to a very slow and sloppy start with the oversight across the House of Representatives, except for James Comer's oversight committee. And that's a very good question. And that's going to be a key issue for the next Republican House Speaker to address this and to right this ship and get moving immediately. That's going to be a big test. I, I wrote a Fox News opinion piece on this for Kevin McCarthy, and it was a big test for Kevin McCarthy that House Republicans control the power of the person, the House of Representatives, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you know, if House Republicans do not appropriate the money to the uh, to the, the executive branch, the executive branch doesn't have the money. So House Republicans can say this: Look, the American people are going to put the federal government on a crash diet because the federal government is spending way too much money. And we have interest rates that are out of control. We have inflation that's out of control. We have the federal government that's out of control. We have a weaponized and politicized federal government that's out of control. And it's time for House Republicans to draw the line and say, you're going to take the budget we give you, you're going to take the diet we give you, or you're not going to eat. I have to quibble with you on just one minor little item. The federal government is not out of control. It's in control. It's in the control of the Marxist Dems uh, and their uh, corrupt, their collaborators, the deep state. There, this is not about uh, you know a bunch of uh, dumb, uh, uh, half-witted uh, bureaucrats uh, who are just going to wait around for the House to come to its senses. 
the reality is that the, the federal government is not in any way run by uh, the consent of the governed. It is not run by the House. The House can't even make uh, Christopher Ray, uh, Merrick Garland, anyone. They can't even carry out their oversight duties because they are so feckless and weak. And you know it, uh, and you just don't want to admit it, do you? No, I mean, I agree with you that the, the House is feckless and weak. And they, like, other than James Comer, I haven't seen very good oversight from uh, anyone else in the House of Representatives, right? And that's the problem. And so I, that's why I think this, this upcoming appropriations process is so important. You appropriate the levels of spending that House Republicans want, and you include appropriations writers. For example, we're not going to have federal funding of gender-affirming care or gender chaos with kids or prisoners. We're not going to have federal funding of equity, BLM, BS, where it's racial discrimination. They can they can put appropriations writers in this process that have the support of 60 or 65 percent of the American people and let Senate Democrats and President Biden shut down the federal government to appease their uh, the Democrats, radical constituencies like BLM. Right. This is where House Republicans can draw the line. I don't think the American people are going to lose much sleep if, if the executive branch goes out of business for a few weeks until Biden and Senate Democrats come to their senses and take the reduced spending, the diet that House Republicans need to put them on. Do you think there's anyone in the House of Representatives who can outwit the Biden White House, the Marxist Dems and the deep state? Is there one? Is there two, maybe three people in the House of Representatives so smart, so clever, so energetic, so animated by their patriotism and concern for the republic that they will actually outwit? the Marxist Dems in the Biden regime and the Democrat Party. No, I mean, but I don't think you need to outwit them. I think you just need to say, here's the appropriation. Here's the appropriation bill that you get. Here's the reduced. You're saying you don't have to outwit them? No, I I just don't. I don't think this requires wit. This just requires will. Right. You just have to pass the bills that House Republicans want, the appropriations bills that House Republicans want with the policy writers that House Republicans want. And if Democrats want to keep the government running, they they accept this reduced diet with these policy writers. And if the, if the Democrats want to shut down the government, go for it. Um, you know, go for it, bring it on, etc. cetera. Uh, the fact of the matter is we're looking here at a massive defeat. President Trump wanted and endorsed Jim Jordan. Scalise represents a defeat for MAGA, for the American first and for President Trump the presumptive nominee of the party. What in hell is going on in the House of Representatives? We're going to continue the conversation with Mike Davis. We're talking big time politics in the House of Representatives um, and some very, very delicate and small minded people who haven't got the guts to admit the only person with an idea right down the Republican Party is none other than their presumptive nominee, Donald Trump. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back. We're talking with Mike Davis. He is the head of the Article 3 Project. And we were just talking about what this represents. Uh, Scalise prevailing, the the rhino, a uh, number two, taking up the baton from the uh, previous rhino, uh, Kevin McCarthy and Jim Jordan, endorsed by President Trump uh, and who President Trump uh, made, made it very clear he wanted as speaker. Uh, that's a huge defeat, is it not? Well, I mean, I don't know if it's a huge defeat. It's I, I think that well, they've just told the presumptive head of the uh, nominee uh, of the party, the head of the party, because he is the leader of the Republican Party, to go to hell. Yeah, I mean, I think that the House of Representatives, if they're going to pick their own leader, I think it's good that other people can weigh in on it. But that's a decision for the House of Representatives. They've made their decision by t- picking Steve Scalise. I actually have more hope for uh, about Steve, Steve Scalise than you do. I think he's more conservative. Okay, but that's, that's subjective. So let's you and I talk about something. What is the last thing he led? Well, show me, just give me one example of his leadership. Was there any movement toward any particular policy that he led over the course of his 15 years in Congress? Uh, was there anything he did in leadership that sparked of originality uh, and uh, fresh-mindedness? Uh, is, is there anything here that suggests he isn't just another hack rhino waiting, who waited his turn? No, I mean, I think that he's been a, I think he's been a loyal deputy to Kevin McCarthy for many years. I think no, no, but, but Mike, I'm asking you, what has he ever done? Uh, has he ever run a business? Has he ever? Uh, what is it? What is his distinguishing achievement that makes us think he is should be the number three person in the succession of the United States government? No, I, I mean, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I mean, look, I think that he is uh, Steve Scalise is trusted and well respected by all factions of the Republic, House Republicans. Uh, you know, you even see like Matt Gates, who was a vocal opponent of Kevin McCarthy, uh, is supportive of Steve, Steve Scalise. Uh, Matt Gates has said he'll support wh- whoever the Republicans pick, whether it's Jim Jordan or well, Steve then that's, that's not a that's not a testament for to, to uh, Scalise because he was going to vote for or support whoever they put forward. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he backed uh, Steve Scalise. He just said, I'll go along with it. But it just shows you that Steve Scalise did not does not have that animosity among the MAGA crowd and the among the House Republicans that Kevin McCarthy did. Right. So there's more trust of Steve Scalise. They're willing to they're willing to give him a lot more running room than they were to give. They were willing to give to Kevin McCarthy. Right. So let's ask the obvious question. Was this a sympathy vote because he has been and may still be uh, taking treatment and has been ill? No, I actually think his cancer hurts it, uh, hurts his chances to become speaker. You saw that with Marjorie Taylor Greene, that she says that she's a huge fan of Steve Scalise, but because of his cancer, he should just step back and focus on his cancer. I don't think the cancer 
uh, it creates sympathy. I actually think it, it, it hurt his chances of becoming speaker. I just think we're being you... we're being subjective. Uh, I mean, you, you, I would think that uh, the 435 members of the U.S. Congress would be sympathetic to one of their own who was going through a, a, a serious illness. I, I, I don't I, I take a different view. I've got a sunnier view of the uh, character of the 435 representatives than you. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just telling you what Marjorie Taylor Greene said. But I'm I was joking. I was joking. <laughs> I, um, I mean, I think that. Look, he. What they know about Steve Scalise is he's a known commodity in leadership, and House Republicans are very conservative in every aspect of their lives, including who they pick for their leaders. They. All right. All right. You know, you got me convinced. You got me convinced. Uh, but uh, do you think it makes sense, on the other hand, to have a speaker who is undergoing treatment and uh, has to be uh, losing some of his uh, energy and time to to that treatment? Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's certainly a drawback. Right. And I guess I would say that this is going to be the Steve Scalise. I, it looks like will be the speaker. For the next year or so, um, I, and we'll see what happens with the House of Representatives. I'm, I'm worried we could lose the House of Representatives uh, in the next election. We could see. I think you can almost take it to the bank right now. Yeah, I mean, I think Trump's going to win the White House. I think Republicans will win the Senate, and we could lose the House of Representatives in that uh, process. And yeah. you know, uh, so this could be a very short tenure for the Speaker of the House. When you've got the when you've got the conference divided as it is between rhinos uh, and conservatives, uh, and I'm I'm sure that there are moderates in between, but I I don't see how the Republicans survive this in the House. I I think the American people are going to be sick uh, sick to their stomachs watching uh, one rhino after another. The country is moving. To, moving to America first, uh, the the movement is uh, alive and strong and well, and you have people like Steve Scalise. I have to say, to, I have to say it this way, Mike. Everything you've said is wonderful. It's glowing and it's terrific. There's just one thing: none of what you've said uh, in glowing terms about Steve Scalise is connected to anything of substance or uh, reality. There is no achievement. There is, you know, what he followed orders. I mean, that's the big. That seems to me to be the distillation of what you're saying. He followed orders and didn't make a noise when he was in disagreement with leadership. Uh, you know, if he's going to expect the same of uh, the conference, I, I think it's going to be a very long day uh, over the course of the next year and a half. Well, I would say this. I think that uh, that Jim Jordan, the, you have to you have to vote for someone. And it looks like the two candidates are Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. And I would right. say to Jim Jordan that he's I opposed him for many years because I think he is too much of a an advocate for Google and the rest of big tech. Right. I still think he is. And that is a major drawback for Jim Jordan as speaker. Uh, right. I think that Jim Jordan after a, well, I mean, you know, I mean, we can, you can, you can rag down, you know, Jim Jordan all you want. Here's the reality: uh, there was one candidate who, uh, in uh, Paul Ryan, the conference had to beg him because there was no one else who wanted the job. They did the same thing, by the way, with Boehner. Uh, now suddenly, Kevin McCarthy is anointed by uh, <laughs> by Paul Ryan, who was a do nothing, know nothing, uh, who and a pretender in that office, who selected Kevin McCarthy, handpicked, and now here's Steve Scalise. 
uh, who would have been, I'm sure, Kevin McCarthy's choice uh, at the conclusion of his speakership uh, if that day hadn't come sooner than he wanted. Uh, it's just we, we're we looking at a mess here uh, politically that the American people, I I think, are going to be devastated by. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I Like I said, Lou, I think that we have to give Steve Scalise the opportunity to succeed. But I think he's going to have that opportunity with the next government shutdown, right? Is he going to actually hold the line and cut government spending? Or is he going to if, go along with the D.C. Uniparty? You know what? If you have to shut down the government to do this, that means that you don't have a leader. This should not be about uh, coercion. It should not be about holding the budget hostage. This is this is the stuff that is animating the the rhinos who are pretending to be conservatives. Uh, it, it has got to stop. There's got to be public education. There's they've got to educate and under and by the way, that's reciprocal. There's got to be education in those districts with their representatives. Uh, if the American people are too stupid to figure this out, uh, and the re- representatives are too stupid to do anything other than uh, play legislative terrorist, if you will, uh, then we're we're in real trouble here in this country. And I don't think you're going to see it. Uh, well, in my opinion. Uh, add anything positive to uh, the future over the course of the next year. Well, I hope Steve Scalise proves you wrong, because I think he's a lot more conservative than Kevin McCarthy was. And I think that uh, he is more ideological as well. So I let, let's give him the chance to, to prove himself right or wrong. Well, you know, I have no... No, no vote. So it's, he's he's assured of, uh, uh, you know, my willingness to watch him proceed. Uh, but I really wonder, uh, as we wrap this thing up, just exactly how we got to a point where no one wants the speakership. That was my point. Jim Jordan didn't want it uh, when Kevin McCarthy was seeking it. Uh, Jim Jordan wanted it this time. And they're they're only two really who were strong enough to voice, you know, their interest in it. Uh, And and then what you get at the end is, uh, you know, a surprise. Another rhino following another rhino. Uh, That's not the way the first America First movement is working these days. We always give our guests, as you know, Mike, the last word. So have at it. I've given you a lot, a lot to beat me over the head with. I think that Steve Scalise is going to prove uh, he's going to prove that he is a conservative leader as the Speaker of the House. I think Jim Jordan has his hands full with the critical task of uh, of going after the weaponization of our federal governments. That is more than a full time job. And I think Jim Jordan should double down his efforts there. And that will be the best combination to help get our House of Representatives in our country uh, steered back to the right track. Well, Godspeed to that right track. Uh, and, and I mean speed. Thanks so much, Mike. It's always great to have you with us. We appreciate it. Mike Davis, the Article 3 Project, a great American. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Lou. Thanks, Mike Davis, for being with us. We appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Here tomorrow, our guest is a former NSA senior intelligence analyst on the surveillance state and the deep state. Who does really run the federal government? Whistleblower Russ Tice is our guest tomorrow on The Great America Show. We hope you will join us each and every day. Thank you. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless the state of Israel and the great Israeli people.